Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session. This is series two, episode 96, and I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, as always. Now, again, a little disclaimer, this is being recorded on the Saturday morning before General Conference begins. I say Saturday morning, obviously UK time, so the conference for us begins at 5pm with the Saturday morning session. Weird, I know, but you know, that's the UK time. Um... It usually means it's usually fine for us. It means that we have five till seven as our morning sessions and then um, nine till 11, which is a bit difficult if you're working the next day. But of course, we're all staying at home. So, I mean, uh, we'll probably watch the evening session. Uh, well, I'll say evening sessions, the afternoon sessions as well. The only thing we do miss is the um, usually the priesthood or the Relief Society session. But to this year, it's the uh, Saturday evening session. Which, of course, for us, is it right in the middle of the night? So we'll probably catch up on that one when we wake up. Um, but, uh, you know, can't wait. It hasn't started yet, which is why there's not going to be any references to anything that's happened so far uh, in this study session, because nothing's happened yet for me uh, when I'm recording this. But I'm sure we'll talk about it over the next few days. Um, what I want to do, actually, um, Christy and I, my wife, have... Um, started well I say started we've been studying together uh, in our marriage but um we started looking at um the some of the sections which president nelson invited us particularly the sisters to study including doctrine and covenants 25 84 and 107 and we were studying 84 last night and she came up with a number of insights uh, and experiences into why you know sisters are being asked to study this and i just thought there were some really interesting things that came out from our discussion. So we'll begin in Doctrine and Covenants 84, uh, and we'll look at verses 19 to 21. Now, these uh, verses are pretty well known with the priesthood. But as I, as Chrissy pointed out, you know, the, the times that I've really studied these verses properly is in Melchizedek priesthood trainings. So as a high counsellor, when I would support my elders, quorum presidents, and, and bring along these prospective elders to these um Melchizedek priesthood training uh, sessions, um, and then also study the, studying them in elders quorum. Um, sisters, my wife told me, don't really engage much with learning about the priesthood during young women's. That's that wasn't when she was in young women's, although that may well have changed now. Um, that wasn't a focus. It was probably like a once a year lesson, and just you know what the priesthood does for us in, in our home, and that's it. Looking at the perspective as you know, having a Melchizedek priesthood holder as, as a husband in the future, um, in their bishops with the in their bishops youth interviews, they wouldn't mention the power of the priesthood in their lives. Um, and then in Relief Society, there wouldn't be any instruction according to her about the priesthood. Obviously, this may change from ward to ward and state to stake, but um, it is something that which kind of <laughs> helped me to have a moment where I was like, oh yeah, like. If you're not talking about it in Relief Society and you're not talking about it in youth interviews with a bishop, then when do you talk about it? And so as this discussion unfolded, it was quite interesting to see, um, you know, how much this was new uh, for, for my wife. Uh, in Doctrine and Covenants 84 verses 19 to 22, it says, And this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the key of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God. Therefore, in the ordinances thereof, the power of godliness is manifest. And without the ordinances thereof and the authority of the priesthood, the power of godliness is not manifest unto men in the flesh. Um, now, it's interesting because these verses were quoted by President Nelson in April 2018, the first general conference since he was called as prophet, seer, revelator. Uh, and I think that uh, 
that it's no coincidence that he wants us to study this in preparation for this conference. He said, uh, just about two years ago now, quote, now may I voice a concern. It is this. Too many of our brothers and sisters do not fully understand the concept of priesthood power and authority. They act as though they would rather satisfy their own selfish desires and appetites than use the power of God to bless his children. I fear that too many of our brothers and sisters do not grasp the privileges that could be theirs. Some of our brethren, for example, act like they do not understand what the priesthood is and what it enables them to do. Let me give you some specific examples. He then goes on to say, quote, Let me cite some other examples. We know of a brethren who set sisters apart as primary young women or elite society leaders and teachers, but failed to bless them, to bless them with the power to fulfill their callings. They give only admonitions and instructions. <coughs> Close quote. So I think that um, President Nelson clearly has had this on his mind for a couple of years now, uh, and potentially years before that, before he was called as a prophet. Um, and as we discussed, you know, the the call, um, the callings that sisters receive are done through the power, through the, the authority of the priesthood. And this power of godliness is made manifest in the ordinances. And um, as, as we as we partake in these ordinances, and this is for all brothers and sisters, then we can see the power of godliness made manifest. And that's why it's so important that all of us understand the authority and power of the priesthood because it's through the authority of the priesthood that we can start to see the power of God in our lives. It can change us. It can help us receive revelation. And we have this point from verse 24, where it says, talking about the uh, people of Israel, the people of Moses, quote, uh, in verse 24, it says, but they hardened their hearts and could not endure his presence. Therefore, the Lord in his wrath, for his anger was kindled against them, swore that they should not enter into his rest while in the wilderness which rest is in, is the fullness of his glory. And then it says in verse 25, therefore he took Moses out of their midst and the holy priesthood as also. So the priesthood was taken away from the Israelites, the holy priesthood, the ordinances of that priesthood. And uh, Chrissy made a brilliant point about um, how once this priesthood was gone, they received the law of Moses, which we know was a much more uh, kind of line by line, follow this, follow this, follow that, Rather than receive, rather than relying on revelation from God, and she made the point that without that Melchizedek um, priesthood, they were not as able to receive that personal revelation. And what is something that President Nelson has spoken about so often? Personal revelation. And so we see here the link between personal revelation and the power of the priesthood in our lives through the ordinances. And it just it just clicked together. Just studying this together, which was like, whoa, you know, we can see why this is going. Um, you know, the importance of the power and the, of the priesthood in our lives, men and women, um, and the access it gives us to personal revelation, to the power of godliness, to be able to see God. Um, you know, it was just like, whoa, mind-blowing. We then go to verse uh, 33, which begins what we know as the oath and covenant of the priesthood. Um, I'll say it begins, it probably begins a few verses before, uh, but this is like the verse that, we, that many brethren know about. Uh, it says, for whoso is faithful unto the obtaining these two priesthoods, priesthoods of which I have spoken and the magnifying their calling are sanctified by the spirit unto the renewing of their bodies. Now we talk about how this applies to priesthood duties and priesthood service. But as we discussed yesterday, actually, when we think about callings, and I know that magnifying their calling in this particular verse doesn't just apply to actual official callings in the church. It applies to duties within the priesthood for the priesthood itself is a calling. 
But when we do apply it to callings, we have many sisters who serve um, dutifully in Relief Society, primary, young women callings, and other callings in the church involving other areas, such as missionary work and temple and family history. And they are called to magnify their calling as well. And we realize again that the priesthood is the is the authority by which these callings are given. Whenever any sister is given a calling in the church, they are they are set apart, they are given authority and to act in that call by the priesthood. They are using priesthood power in their calling if they are um, being faithful in obtaining the priesthood calling which they've been given and then magnifying it. They are also able to be sanctified by the Spirit to the renewing of their bodies. And this just opened my eyes to how much this applies to sisters as well as brethren. Um, in a talk called The Doctrine of Christ in October 2016, Brian K. Ashton said this, quote, As our constant companion, the Holy Ghost gives additional power or strength to keep our covenants. He also sanctifies us, which means to make us free from sin, pure, clean, and holy through the atonement of Christ. The process of sanctification not only cleanses us, but it also endows us with needed spiritual gifts or divine attributes of the Saviour and changes our very nature such that we have no more disposition to do evil, close quote. Now, he was speaking about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, but obviously in this verse, we are learning that being sanctified by the Spirit happens when we are faithful into the priesthood which we have been called by, called by, and magnifying our calling, which, when you think about it, applies to the sisters as well, in the sense that they are called by priesthood authority and given priesthood power to act in the calls that they are given. Also, in verse 35, it says, And also, they, all they who receive this priesthood receive me, saith the Lord. Does this not apply to receiving the ordinances, which we learned about just a few verses earlier? Um, suddenly I start seeing how this applies to, to the to the sisters as well as the brethren and why sisters are being asked to understand this priesthood power because it's through this priesthood power in our lives that we start to be able to see God. In verse, well, another thought we had was um, the call to be a parent. Um, you know, parenthood is the, one of the divinest callings you'll have. But again, it's a calling. Therefore, you know, we are, as we act in faith in those calls to be parents, we are learning to be more like God, which is what ordinances are for, learning and sanctifying us to be more like God. So you could argue that parenting is another way in which we see the face of God. We are we are helped to become more like God as we parent faithfully. Um, it was just an interesting thought we had, and that applies again to sisters and brethren. Then in verse 38, it says, and he that receiveth my father receiveth my father's king, uh, kingdom. Therefore, all that my father have shall be given unto him. Now, President Monson quoted um, Delbert L. Stapley from April 20, 1957, and he said this, quote, There are two main requirements of this oath and covenant. First is faithfulness, which denotes obedience to the laws of God and connotes true observance of all gospel standards. The second requirement is to magnify one's calling, close quote. Um, Delbert L. Stapley's quote, quote seems to imply there that obtaining the two priesthood indicates faithfulness and obedience to gospel standards. Well, all members can do that. It isn't just the brethren that this applies to. And suddenly, again, this is just such an important principle, therefore, for sisters to learn. They should be learning of the open covenants of the priesthood in their in their gatherings. We should all be doing this. And actually, as my wife pointed out towards the end, and actually we have a son. And it's important that my wife is able to teach and testify of this principle, not just myself, so that we can be 
two witnesses of this principle. Uh, and I just loved it. It was absolutely brilliant. We've reached the 12 minute mark now, so I'm going to stop there, but we are going to continue with 84 and 107. But I strongly recommend, if you haven't done so already, to study this, even if you hold the priesthood authority um, as a as a as a priesthood holder or don't, because this applies to all members of the church. And I can't wait to see how this relates to what um, President Nelson wants us to learn about this conference. Thank you for listening. I um, hope that you've enjoyed the study. If there's anything that you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, or you can uh, email session at gmail.com. And of course, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, there'll be lots to, more to learn and to share on there. Thank you again for listening and until we meet again.